I love getting to know new people, especially new artists. You find especially someone who makes music that is unique, doesn't sound like the rest. So it was so such a surprise when um, someone forwarded me Christopher Nickag's new song, Liebe Liebe, as well as Engel for No. And I thought, yay, someone new, fresh blood on the block. Christy, hello, how are you doing? Hello, Janine. I'm doing great. Thanks. And yourself? Fine and fabulous. Thank you very much. Listen, yeah, all I know so far is that you can sing and that you are a very creative person. But if we had to introduce you as in yourself, when you're really relaxed, you've got to impress no one. You're just yourself. <laughs> who, who are you at home? Okay, so I am from a very small town in the Northern Cape. I live in Potchefstroom now. Um, I've studied marketing, so I that's also my day job, um, and I really do enjoy it. So I actually do recruitment. Um, I am very um, active. Our whole family is active, and we like the outdoors. We like to go horseback riding. Um, we like to spend time together. So, yeah, very family-orientated and obviously very creative. Um, I like to um, – I think most of all I like to write. Um, yeah. Right, as in just the words or the singing part with it? Uh, so when I found, I actually just found out last year this time that I can actually write music as well. What? I couldn't even really play an instrument. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started writing poems and children books. Um, yeah. How did this happen? How do you try something that you haven't tried before, if, especially if you don't even play an instrument? Um, how I started with the instrument last year, uh, I don't know, it's hard to say. I think when I started with the poems, I'm actually really shy. So it took me a while to even show my poems to people. And when I started with that, it's like I always kind of knew there is something in my head, sounds like music. I don't know how to put it out there. And then I just started, I took my sister's guitar um, taught myself the three most important notes and <laughs> went with it. <laughs> there are many artists that started out with the three most important chords. As, as long yeah. as you got the chords, you are fine, baby. But can you remember now you write y- your poems like you normally do? I mean, it took your guts to even present poems up till then. But to take that first song, who did you show it to first? Who did you play it to first? Um, so my first song I played to Johan Fuyun, and it's actually so special because he's the guy that produces everything, all of my songs still, and he even sings along with me in all of my songs almost as well. So Liva Lieva and Ingel Fano, um, Johan is also an artist and the one who produced everything. So I think he is like uh, that guy that I showed him my first, played him my first song, he gave me the guts to go further. You know, I think you only need that one person that tells you, okay, you can do it. It's actually good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it needs to be someone who's in the industry somehow, you know, it's got some feet in there that they can at least determine whether this is good or not for you to actually believe yeah. them. So I'm saying you on, actually I played it, I sent it to um, my cousin and she told me, okay, but you should take this to someone a bit more professional. So, yeah, family first heard everything. (laughs) Obviously. And then you actually go and record it because this is now the next vulnerable thing to do. It's a risk to actually record your stuff 
um, uh, so that you can put it out there? Because I, I'm sure you don't want to sound like anyone else, do you? No, definitely not. Um, I think what also made this a lot easier is me and Johan first became friends before we started recording. So we actually did one song. So the name of that song is Mahdi Ian. That we actually put that only on YouTube. Um, I think that was just to test it. I was like, I'm I'm here. I want to do something, but I'm not quite sure yet. Um, so we did that, and I actually loved the reaction of everybody. Uh, and I think from there, it's like uh, you you rock all for slow after on. Yeah, I um, get addicted. Like you, yeah, um, you you like the feeling, and you like it when you are actually making a change in someone's life, especially with a song like Live Lever. Um, I got such great feedback from people saying that you know this song actually they listened to this song while they were going through a tough time, and I'm like yes. <laughs> because so, I, I played this to my I've got twins and they've got they now in matric and my son is second year university okay so the twins are the, that's that's the acid taste in your life if something is good <laughs> or not and it's, and you know what they listen to first not even necessarily the cool melody or anything like that they lyrics people and they said yeah. that it seems like you are someone who who is a thinker that you don't just take the first answer to anything, that you would even question it if someone says this is the right thing to do, that you would ask the questions, you know what the right answer is, but are you sure that you're sure? Are they, are they accurate? That I'm an overthinker. That you're definitely an overthinker. Yes, definitely. No, no. I think, I think in a way, all writers must be overthinkers because I don't know what normal person sleeps with a book beside your bed to capture your thoughts. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now you've got discussions with people your age, especially you've chosen to write songs that reflect the heart of God now and, you, yeah. and the way that you think around these things. Um, do they stem from, from deeper conversations like that? Like people around you also wonder that even though this is the right answer, isn't there more? Yeah, so I think sometimes it does come from deeper conversations. A lot of the times, because I am such a deep thinker, I, I spend a lot of time with myself, um, with my book and my pen and my Bible. And I think, like, Liva Leva is something that came really quickly. I didn't even really think about that. It just came, lyrics, melody, everything at once. Um, Engel for Now was a bit more thought put into it, um, a bit more conversation with people maybe going through the same stuff as you. Um, you know, a lot of conversations with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Moms are great. Yeah, because as a thinker, as someone who doesn't just take things at face value, and also as a young person with access to all the information out there, lots of different opinions about what is true, why are you still following Jesus? How did you decide or what convinced you that this is real, that he is real, and that his truth is the only one that counts? Yeah, that's a hard question, actually. I think uh, that's how I was raised in the first place. So it was never really an option for me to not. <laughs> you know, I always knew about him, always got taught about him. And I think at the end, you just decide at a point in your life that, you know, it's got to be true. There's got to be something more <laughs> because if it's just this, you know, 
yikes yeah exactly <laughs> um, yeah so i think that's <laughs> my point of view at this stage and and you you do think about this a lot and the topic can go up and down sometimes but i think that's the one thing that remains you know because something bigger yeah. yeah has it been challenged in your life the hard stuff that you've gone through that begs the question so is he a good god is he a faithful god is he even god um, I th- yeah, I think everybody goes through times like that, but I don't think I've ever really questioned it because, like I said, it's how I got taught from from I was from the time that I was born. Sorry, Um So I think when I was younger, it was never an option to not go to church or to not believe. And now that I'm, you know, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm uh, when you get that freedom, when you go out of your house, um, but it's just that thing that, like I said, it remains. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever thought that it, it's a bad God. <laughs> I think, in my opinion, it's more like I'm not someone that thinks, you know, oh, when something bad happens, oh, the the devil is out to get me or God is against me. I think I'm just like, you know, life happens. God is good. <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> He's a good, good God. <laughs> we always laugh yeah. because in the in the past he was a good God, but then music happened and that song happened. What uh, two thousand and five or something? Um, that Bethel brought out that song, and suddenly he's a good, good God. So you know that music yeah. definitely has an influence on what people perceive as normal. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so I am then wondering, as you do life now and you touch God's heart, because obviously um, you go through things in life or you read in the Word at some stage, and, and depending on where you are in life, that influences what aspect of the Lord you notice and impresses you the most at this stage. Do you have something that stands out for you at the moment that you notice about God just because of where you are in life? I think for me, I feel closest to God. The big thing for me is last year when I started to note, okay, when I started writing and I started to write music and it was such a big aspect in my life because I think a lot of people are like looking for that, you know, you want to feel God, you want to feel his presence. Um, and a lot of people don't I, don't, I don't think anybody experiences it the same. So for me at this stage, it's just a great, the greatest feeling in the world is when I'm writing and that comes through. I'm like, okay, now I'm really, I'm, I'm close now. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's how I yeah, feel close to God. Because it is like a touching point, isn't it? For you to flourish yeah. and to live, that's life in abundance is touching uh, music came from him there was a time in life where there was no such thing as music and it was created by God and I can't get it the same way you can because you can create with him every time that you create it's really really stunning (laughs) but I want to ask you something else as well as a young person now because I have a friend and he's on call for when people want to commit suicide when they're standing on the bridge or out the window or something on the outside and they want someone to talk them down this is what he does. Now. So he no. says between last year and this year, it has tripled the amount of calls that he gets. Middle of the night, it's always middle of the night. Um, no. The calls that he gets that he has to go to these places. And so many of them are desperate young people um, who have lost meaning in life, 
who don't believe anymore. And because they don't believe, there's nothing to hold on to anymore. So I want to ask you what you see as, as part of the conversation that young people have, you know, when they finish with matric and just the pressure of life at the moment. What is it that you see our young people are going through? Yeah, so the, oh, that's very interesting. Actually, the first poem that I wrote, the name of that poem is Mysikant. Um, I wrote this poem when I was just finishing, uh, finished my studies at the NWU, and now you're like, okay, um, no, I get now a grot and bemarking. Um, now I need to get a job, and you need to grow up, and those all die verwachtinge van a mens, as jy mm. klaar geswaad het, or, or when you just finished school. These expectations. Um, so I have expectations, and I think the worst thing is, most of it is in your head, um, because you just shouldn't, people shouldn't have that influence on you. Nobody should really have that influence on you. And I think for me at that stage, I, I, I think all young people at that stage feel that pressure. Um, and a big thing for me when I started to write, it's like I found some new purpose. So I think the big thing is just for young people to find that one thing. And I don't, I, they, I don't think there's any recipe to find that. I think you just have to try like everything. <laughs> um, until you find that one thing that makes it worth it to get up every day. Um, and it doesn't even have to be your day job. It can be anything. To make a difference in life, that's, that's the best feeling in the world. Um, yeah. Like, why did you go study marketing? Because at the end of the day, you're this artist. It's just in another direction. Or was it just a logical, you know, um, well thought <laughs> through or did the parents say so <laughs> no no the parents actually didn't say so I could, we actually laughed about this the other day because I didn't I really didn't know what I wanted to study I think I chose my uh, <laughs> <laughs> that but at the end I think it is also good because it really does help me even with being an artist now you all 24-7 busy with social media stuff um, and busy with marketing. So I think it actually was a good thing. But I think if I could do it over, maybe I would go in a more artistic way. Yeah, in a more artistic way. Yeah, yeah we, I was just speaking to someone this past week about the fact that the whole music industry had changed. You don't have record companies anymore, but that actually opened it up more for normal people, you know, for people who, um, because record companies can literally help three people and there are hundreds out there who make incredible music that can't get in. But these days, releasing one song at a time, if you've got some internet savvy, you can get out there and you can get your stuff at the exact same places to the exact same radio stations um, and media platforms where anyone else is because that's how media has changed. Is it fun for you or is it hard work for you to, to stay in front of people's eyes and get your stuff out there? I actually, I enjoy it. Um, it is a bit, yeah, it's new for me. So when I started out, I was like, oh, everything is like, oh, the Vicky cringe. Should I do this? Should I post this? Um, but you get used to it. And when you get the reaction or when, yeah, you get that one person that sends you a message to just say thank you you know for what you're doing because you're putting every time you're putting a little bit of yourself out there um so i do enjoy it um yeah and it is a risk isn't it to put yourself it's not just a song it is a lot of christy out there 
Yeah, no. And and every time it feels like it's getting bigger. You know, Liva Leva is like vibey and everybody, it was easy for me. But an example like Engel for No, it, it's deep. Um, It's literally from the deepest part of me. I wrote this in Sucking Us. So, uh, yeah, every time you bite me up your tongue and she say, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go for it. Okay, well, um, we've listened to Liva Leva already. But I want to play Engel for No next. So you say this came from a very bro- broken place. Tell us exactly the circumstances on the story behind this song. Um, okay, so I think it's a lot of stuff piling up to it. Um, I was at a rough part with my job at a rough part. I live in Potchefstroom and... My family is in Kalkamas. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah, teeny <laughs> tiny. Teeny tiny town in the Northern Cape. So I'm very far from my parents. And I think it was just the overwhelming time for me. Um, I was, I'm, you know, busy deciding, should I continue with this job that I'm, that I don't every day enjoy? And should, there was also a bit of relationship dramas in between. And so, um, and I think this was just the part where I, took my pen and decided okay let's put down the bad stuff it's not going well but i love to put in i say all that i go from a silver ranky so and in every song there's in every story there has to be something bad that happened and then you but there must be hope so i think that was just a bit of a cry for help like oh you know i'm gonna be okay my but can you please just send me an angel for now? <laughs> yeah. 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 And and it must be uh, because we found that the broken songs connects with the brokenness in people. They relate to it and they and they get it because they get you. And because they get you, it actually helps in their lives. Yes, definitely. No, um, the, it was very hard for me to actually put out this song, but I'm very glad that I did. I think it's not that classic song that you're going to listen to every day when you get up but um the reactions i get from people is from a far deeper place so it, it is nice to know that can, people can connect with your thoughts on that level it's very cool yeah it is special okay listen we want people to connect with you and stay up to date with new music that you're putting out there and you mean you do it going to all this effort to be involved in social media <laughs> even if you don't want to so we'd like to not miss anything so where do we go to connect with you um so all of my songs are on spotify apple music and all of the platforms um they can follow me on instagram and tiktok um yeah, mostly I think I work on TikTok and Instagram if you want to see what's coming next. Um, and on Friday, I'm actually releasing a new song as well. Um, the name is Donnerweer. It's a bit upbeat again, so I'm very excited about that. And all that song is tells us is just... Um, there's also a bit of a, you know, it's a rough time. We sprinkle it with some love. Okay, you'll have yeah. to spell the Christy. Um, obviously, there are many and varied spellings of the name. So, how do we find okay. Christy Faniger? Christy is C H R I S T I Faniger. Um, my Instagram name is Christy Faniger Nieger. Oh, okay. So the fun is written out every time. Yes, and on TikTok as well. 
Christy van Niekerk. You can just Google it. Uh, I'm sure you'll find her easily. And then we're going to listen to Engel for Now up next. And then as soon as we get Donnerweer, I promise you we won't stay behind.